Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In today's show, we cover the five biggest news stories from the world of Formula One, which this week are... It's the British Grand Prix. Max says the future isn't bright. Mercedes and Red Bull are in a transfer tussle. McLaren, are they back? And safety is brought back into focus. Hello, my name is Brian Mylander, and you're listening to the Formula Birds podcast. Hi, I'm Rosanna Tennant, and you are listening to the incredible Cut to the Race podcast. Hi, I'm Jordan King, and you're listening to the Formula Nerds podcast. Hi, I'm Crofty. You're listening to the Cut to the Race podcast. It's lights out, and away we go! Welcome to News from the Nerds, the midweek news show brought to you by the Formula Nerds. Once a week, we update you on everything you need to know from the world of Formula One. Make sure you keep up to date with all the latest news by visiting our website at www.formulanerds.com. Now, today, it is just me and Abby. How are you, Abby? I'm very well, thank you. It is a bit weird just having the two of us. I've I've done a podcast show before with just me and James and then just me and Sam, so it's nice to do one just me and you, Ollie. How are you? <laughs> is this the first one we've ever done together? Wow. Wow. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very good, Abby. It's, it's uh, nice to just be you and me for a change without them lot getting in the way, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, so this weekend, it is the British Grand Prix. It's a highlight of the year for, obviously, all of the British F1 fans. Um, there's going to be nearly half a million of them going to the race this weekend. And we've also got Sam, who's in the F1 paddock this weekend, which is extremely exciting. It's the first time we've been F1 accredited as a Formula Nerd. So he's going to be right in the action, speaking to the drivers, speaking to the teams um, and getting some nice exclusive content for us. And uh, we've also got Jasmine, uh, one of our one of our other writers who's going to be in the F2 and F3 paddock. Um, but two people who aren't going are me and you, Abby. Are you a bit gutted? I am. I am. I do love Silverstone. As you said, it's our home race. And I was there last time and it was amazing. That was my first attend, like first time I ever attended a Grand Prix. But I have another event on in London, which I am excited to go to. So I'm going to try and make it back for the race on Sunday, which is at 3pm UK time. So I will have missed... The previous weekend action but i'm hoping to get back for the grand prix 
Yeah, and I mean, I, I I was also offered um, hospitality tickets, and I can't, I just can't go. Someone's got to hold it down at HQ, don't they? So, um, ah, well. Anyway, I hope everyone that's going has an absolutely mega time. Um, now, a few things coming up uh, regarding the British Grand Prix. So it will be a full roster this weekend. So we got F1, F2, and F3, and we've also got some. A Hollywood film being filmed at the same time. Abby, do you want to sort of explain to us what I mean by that? Yes. So if you've been following F1 news this year, you would know that Brad Pitt, obviously Hollywood actor, is creating a Formula One movie. And this weekend, there will be an extra garage in the pit lane specifically for the movie with Brad Pitt and the other actors as well kitted out with, I think it's F2 cars that they will be driving at the track made to look like F1 cars so they can get some content for the film. Obviously, they're not going to be driving during the race because that would be not a very logical idea but it is exciting to have the british grand prix and a hollywood movie being filmed at the same time yeah it's going to be really exciting and when we go back to watch that film I, I'm, I'm really interested to see how it's sort of represented in the film um you know if sam's in the background of it <laughs> <laughs> um, and one one big talking point that's, that's sort of dominated the last few races is weather and i've checked the weather forecast this morning and it's set to continue dominating the the the, um, the race and the uh, conversation. So we have got thunderstorms on Saturday um, and rain on Sunday. So, I mean, the best races at Silverstone in history have been wet races. I think we could be in for a really exciting time. Abby, do you have any 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 hot takes for the for the weekend ahead? Do you think we're gonna? I'm gonna say it again. Do you think we're gonna have a different winner? We could do. Obviously, we did last year. Carlos Sainz took his made an F1 win after Max ended up getting caught up in some debris from the Alpha Tauris clashing. So we could do. Obviously, wet weather does make it very exciting, especially at Silverstone, like you said. If it is dry, there will also be some exciting things with the tyres because Pirelli are introducing a revised construction of the tyres this year, which will then continue throughout the rest of the season. They have been tested previously in uh, Spain and in multiple test days. But I feel like I have a good feeling about the British Grand Prix. I feel like it's going to be exciting. I think if there's anywhere that uh, Lewis Hamilton, George Russell, um, Lando Norris, where they're just going to excel and feed off the energy at Silverstone. I mean, we've seen Lewis win there so many times. Um, and, and even, you know, last year, okay, he didn't win it, but he was still in the mix. Um, so I, I think we could be in store. I'm just going to, I'm going to just say it. I think we're going to have a Lewis win this weekend. <laughs> That's what my, my heart says. My, my mind says uh, Max Verstappen will win just, just to caveat that. But uh it's going to be a good one. And uh, most a lot of the team members, um, our CEO, and not our CEO, but uh, the CEO of F1, they've been at Downing Street as well. And one of the big talking points was, yes, just stop oil. Now, they were on the track at the beginning of last year's race. Um, we've also seen them recently um, at Lords for the, the, the test, uh, test cricket, where they... Um, put uh, orange stuff all over the all over we've seen them at the darts and it seems that f1 are very very worried about people on the track abby do you do you think that they're going to be able to stop this from happening do you think there's already plans in action i mean it's surely that they're, they're planning to do something it's the biggest one of the biggest sporting events of the year 
I think they will definitely have measures in place. Obviously, last year it was considerably dangerous because they did make it onto the track. And Domina Carly and Toto Wolf have issued warnings to the protesters. Or not warnings, but insisted that they don't come because it's not only dangerous to them, but it's dangerous to fans and dangerous to the drivers, especially if they are on track. And Toto Wolf said... I can speak for our drivers, George Russell and Lewis Hamilton, and they don't want to have anyone being at risk. Spectators, fans or themselves, that is not the place to take big risks. You are not blocking anyone, but seriously putting people at harm. And I think that's the takeaway here. You can protest and you can have your beliefs. That is absolutely fine. But you cannot protest in a way that puts people's lives at risk because it is very dangerous. Uh, absolutely. And I think, you know, that there's no way that they can uh, prevent people at every single point round the track getting on the circuit. But I, I hope it's just a case of that the um, the, the stewards and the marshals, they're, they're ready to throw out a red flag if they need to. And, you know, F1 cars going at 180 miles an hour down a straight, if if, if they hit you, you you're going to be in two pieces and possibly even kill a driver. So, you know, if there is anyone listening to this show that's thinking of that, just do what you got to do. Just don't do it on the track, right? And don't don't ruin people's weekends. It's it's not fair. Um, find a different way to do it. But moving on to the future. So Max Verstappen has he's come out with quite a controversial statement. I feel about the 2026 car. He has. So he's given his initial verdict on the regulations. Obviously, there will be new engine regulations coming in from 2026 especially with new teams joining the sport as well. And the aim is that the new engine regulations will see a 50% of the car's power being generated by the hybrid system whilst increasing the weight of the car. And this is all in the aim to make F1 carbon neutral by 2030, focusing towards more electrical power, but not completely. But Verstappen, who has seen it on the simulator and seen some of the data as well, has said... I've been talking about that as well with the team and I've seen the data already on the simulator. To me, it looks pretty terrible. I mean, if you go flat out on the straight at Monza, I don't know what it is, like four or 500 metres before the end of the straight, you have to downshift flat out because that's faster. That's not the way forward. Of course, probably that's one of the worst tracks for me. But the problem is, it looks like it's going to be an ICE competition. Like whoever has the strongest engine will have a big benefit. I don't think that should be the intention of Formula One, because then you will start a massive development war again. And it will become quite expensive to find probably a few horsepowers here and there. So he has come up with this statement saying at the moment, the initial changes to the regulations are pretty terrible, which from the reigning world champion who's leading 2023 season part of red bull the constructors champion at the moment that's quite bold of him to say yeah i feel like of course max is going to say that right um when you're in an era of dominance you don't want things to change um that that's that's pretty obvious um i i think that the the words that he used weren't great um, you know, saying it's looking, it, sorry, it looks pretty terrible. Um, Formula One is a development war and that's what it's all about. And at the moment, uh, Red Bull are winning that development war and they've got the best car. Um, and also his, his comment on like, whoever has the strongest engine will have a big benefit. Well, yeah, th- th- this is F1. And I guess what he's saying is we should be bringing the grid together but it, it just wasn't really the, the best way to say it. And I think, I, I think to be honest with you, this is probably a conversation to be had with engineers and uh, technical experts. I'm not sure how much more I can add on it other than 
2026 is looking like it's going to be an extremely exciting new era of Formula One. And um, for the world champion to say otherwise, yeah, it's not great, is it, Abby? No, it's not. And Christian Horner has also spoken out on the topic. He's worried that engines will run out of power down straights on tracks due to batteries that aren't powerful enough. And he said that if the FIA doesn't nail the chassis regulations in working with the engines, then there is the risk of Frankenstein cars. But he does believe that the FIA have a capable team and that they're aware of what the challenges ahead are and can combat them to make the best changes to the regulations suitable for everyone. Absolutely. And, you know, there are always going to be uh, gremlins at this stage. We've got two and a half years to iron these out and some of the most intelligent people on the planet um, working on it. So if I'm honest, I'm not too worried about what, what Christian Horner's worried about. It's for those people to go and fix it. But talk about development wars. Personnel has been a topic as well, hasn't it, Abby? Uh, Mercedes and Red Bull are in what we're calling a transfer tussle. They are. So Red Bull and Mercedes have gone head to head again, but off track this time. And it was to secure Angelo Rossetti, an engine specialist from Ferrari. Now in the Spanish media, in the Spanish press, it's been reported that Ferrari have lost Emanuele Guidotti and Angelo Rossetti, two key players that work as part of Ferrari's power unit team. Guidotti worked, has, has worked with Mercedes for around a month now, and he's a turbo and simulation specialist. But Rizzotti left Ferrari about a year ago to work with Mercedes upon the expiry of their gardening leave period. But now Red Bull have poached him, offering a much improved paycheck. And we've seen lots of personnel move from different teams. I mean, Dan Fallows moved last year from Red Bull to Aston Martin and so on. But the interesting thing is that Fred Vasseur, obviously team principal of Ferrari, has spoken out on the transferring of staff between teams and he's highlighted Ferrari's disadvantage. Now, seven of the 10 F1 teams do have a base in the UK, including Red Bull and Mercedes, obviously. And he said, it's not the same situation. You can move from Red Bull to Mercedes, keep the same hours, keep children in the same school. And from Friday to Monday, you can change and everything is perfect. If you want to come to Italy where Ferrari's based, it's a different approach. So you've got personnel moving, you've got Ferrari being a bit at a disadvantage because they're in a different country, so it's not quite as easy. But things do look to be heating up off track, I'd say. Yeah, I find that that comment around, you know, they're at a disadvantage because they're in Italy. But that doesn't that that sort of goes against the point, right? Because you know, if people are taking staff from Ferrari, they've got to move them to the UK. So it's almost what do you mean by that? I, yeah, I understand between Red Bull and Mercedes, and we, we know that Red Bull took a lot of Mercedes. Um, uh, team members uh, a couple of years ago. But yeah, I, I'm not understanding that point, if I'm totally honest. And also, it's there's got to be an advantage for, for personnel wanting to move to these teams, right? It's, uh, is it because they're more competitive? Is it because it's a better place to work? Is it because of the paycheck? But Abby, how much of a difference do you think this is, this is going to have? I mean, Red Bull have built an incredible team over the last few years. They've got arguably the, the best team in the business. They're just adding to it now, aren't they? It's always handy to have more brains, more hands on board to help you craft the perfect machine. I think Red Bull are definitely at an advantage com compared to the rest of the field. Like you say, they've started Red Bull powertrains and they've just gone from strength to strength with the car and the engines. Obviously, they have Adrian Newey, who is just a master at designing cars in Formula One. Um, having a Ferrari engine specialist could obviously help. They're obviously at the top of their game in F1. It is the pinnacle of motorsport. So 
I think all it can do is help push Red Bull forward even more. Okay, we're going to take a quick pause and we'll be back to talk about McLaren. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So we saw an excellent performance from Lando Norris over the Austrian Grand Prix weekend in his new car. This weekend, Piastri is going to be getting the same car. And it's looking like McLaren are making a massive step forward at the moment. And not only that, they've got a special livery for the British Grand Prix, which is um, the same as their title sponsor. It's Chrome. Abby, what do you think of the livery? And do you think we're going to see a revitalised McLaren this weekend? I mean, they're, they're now saying that they've got they've, they've got Alpine. It's uh, it, it's going to be easy picking. Well, delivery. I actually don't mind it. I know within the nerds it has caused some controversy, particularly the nose of the car. But I quite like it. It'll be interesting to see how it looks on track because I know, I think it was last year I said I didn't like the Alpine, but then on track it looked better than it did just in the reveal. I, th- I think you're right, Abby, because if you listen to our livery show at the beginning of the year, I-, I didn't like the McLaren. I didn't like it last year. I didn't like it this year. I prefer it with the chrome on. I think they've 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 made it look nicer. So I, yeah, I'm, I'm happy with it. <laughs> in terms of performance, obviously Austria is a track that Lando excels at. I feel like that gives him an extra boost. He did get the team's highest result. Obviously, he finished the race in P5, but then with all the penalties, he did finish in P4 and he qualified in P4 as well. But with the upgrades, it will be very interesting to see how Piastri performs with them, whether he can match Lando, whether it is the upgrades giving this extra bit of performance to the car or whether it is how the driver in the cockpit does manage to manipulate them. I feel like at the beginning of the season, I had written off McLaren's year and wasn't very happy with how my team had performed because they didn't perform very well. But now they do look like they're getting back on track. I think they're only 18 points behind Alpine in the Constructors' Championship. And Zach Brown feels like Alpine are definitely beatable. McLaren have bought these upgrades. Obviously, they were supposed to just be bringing them at Silverstone, but they made them a week earlier for Lando. And they do have another big upgrade package coming, well, in the second half of the season. So I'm quite hopeful. Zach Brown says that they can't make any mistakes. They've got to have a good, reliable car, get the pit stops right, get their launches right and not have any unlucky incidents. But I do feel like there's definitely a fight for fifth in the constructors now that these upgrades have given McLaren an extra bit of performance. Yeah, it does feel like Alpine just had a little bit of a rocket up the bum um, when their CEO made those comments and suddenly, wow, okay, yeah, they're doing great. But if McLaren, uh, you know, like like Zach Brown has said, they've got still many more major upgrades coming. It's looking fantastic for for McLaren over the next you know few races and um, especially into next season as well because we're keeping these cars for next season. It'd be interesting to see sort of how Alpine respond, I think. But um, it, it's been a while since McLaren have really. Uh, you know, sh- showed what they're about on track, and I think we're, we're certainly to s- certainly starting to see 
a little bit of that and with it being the British Grand Prix it'd be lovely to see Lando Norris put on a good show for us but I think it's also going to be a a turning point for Piastri what can he do with this new car can he match Lando we saw him earlier in the year being quite close to Lando and again it sort of split off a bit but do you you think Piastri's he's going to benefit from this do you think we'll still see a bit of a gap Abby I think he he's obviously the strongest rookie so far this season out of Sargent and DeVries but there has been some close calls between Lando and Piastri. They have definitely managed to like equal each other. Personally, I feel like Lando still has that step up ahead against Piastri. I feel like he will finish the season higher in the championship. But I do think having these new upgrades and that, having the experience that Piastri now has in F1, obviously most of the first half of the season, he has more to show. I feel like there's more hidden that he can then show and perform and impress everybody i don't think he'll be able to necessarily be ahead of lando but i am excited to see what he can do with these upgrades especially in the european part of the season obviously they're tracks that he has driven in the junior formula so it's exciting to see how the rest of his season will pan out So moving from exciting stuff to maybe less exciting things, um, we obviously had a tragic loss of an 18-year-old racer last week, which we we have spoken about, but it has sparked calls for changes to the Belgian circuit and growing safety concerns. And and Max has come out again and said said something, hasn't he, Abby? He has. So following the passing of Delano Vantoff, the corner of Eau Rouge at Spa has been called into question. Obviously, Lance Stroll, we said it on our podcasts over the weekend. He has said that it definitely needs changing. But now Max has raised questions about the Jeddah Corny street circuit in Saudi Arabia. He said, Eau Rouge, it's for sure quite a dangerous corner. But we're also going to Jeddah in Sector 1, and that for me is probably more dangerous, even because, well, I'm happy that nothing has happened yet in that sector, because going through 6, 7 and 8, if you have a shunt there, that can be the same. It's all blind. You don't know what's coming, even with people like impeding and stuff. Now, Jeddah is a very tight street circuit. Obviously, it's relatively new. It's only been on the calendar for a couple of years, but it is very fast. It is very tight and narrow, and a lot of the corners are blind. So he has now come out questioning that as well as Spa. But with regards to Spa, he has said that it may be a case of moving the barriers out more will help. Obviously, the organisers, the track has changed slightly, moving the barriers back. But in low visibility weather, there is more to do. But Verstappen does feel that it is unfair just to blame it on the track. He feels that they should question why the race was restarted in the first place. Following this, at Silverstone, the FIA are going to be testing a new concept to improve rain races following the events that happened last weekend. And it'll be Mercedes and McLaren providing cars for this test. McLaren will run the car normally, nothing added. But Mercedes will be equipped with a prototype rear wheel covers. And the aim is that these will then reduce the spray on a wet track. So safety has been questioned, but the FIA are looking to do something about it. 
So, yeah, it, it's positive that they're looking to do something about it. I'm really intrigued to see the results of running with those rear, well, mud guards almost on, on the car to stop the spray. I know it's something that they've been talking about for years, how to reduce the spray. I, I believe they hoped that this concept of car would reduce the spray due to the, the, the way that the rear wing uh, works with the airflow. But in regards to Verstappen's comments on Jeddah, they're very different tracks, right? Spa is usually very safe, but it comes, all, all the issues seem to be when it's raining. Jeddah, obviously, don't get any rain there or it's highly unlikely but I do agree with Max Jeddah is incredibly dangerous now I I said earlier in the year I find it one of the most exciting races because of the because of the, the the dangerous elements to it and you know how how tight it is blind it is it but I I do feel like it's not long before something's going to go wrong there there is an accident waiting to happen and when it does happen it it, you know it's potentially going to be tragic so I think his comments there are more than correct, and I'm not sure how you can fix it, to be fair with Jeddah. There's, there's not much you can do. But with regards to Spa, yeah, it's, it's going to be a very, very sad weekend that we go into when we when we race there. And Damon Hill was was talking about it, and he said, well, you've sort of got two options at Spa. You either don't race uh, when it's raining, um, or we, 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 we change the track. Um, those, are the, those are the two things. So I'm not sure what can be done, but I'm really, really happy to see that there is an initiative going on to to look at uh, racing in, in the rain. Um, Abby, what, what are your thoughts on the sort of the Jeddah comparison from Max? It is a good point. Obviously, I find Jeddah, like you, it is a very entertaining race. I mean, I get very nervous before it, and sometimes I can't actually look at the screen to see what's happening because it is so scary because it, it is so tight and it is very high risk and very dangerous and so fast. I remember I played it on the F1 game at one point and I was like, oh no, I can't do this. It's too fast for me. I can't do it. <laughs> on a game. Um, I know, exactly. So obviously, like you say, there isn't much that the organisers can do at Jella to change the circuit. It is a street circuit. It, I don't really know what they can do, but I feel like something does need to happen if there is to be a massive accident. Obviously, we haven't seen one yet, but fingers crossed there isn't one. It's not nice to have accidents at all in F1, but that is the danger that comes with the sport. But having the FIA finding ways to try and combat this is the best way forward because losing two very promising and young drivers in the past four or five years isn't something that should be happening. No, and and it's clear proof that obviously they're striving to continue uh, improving safety. I mean, the halo, we look at how many drivers we would have lost without that Grosjean being one of them. The amount of times we've seen cars on top of each other, wheels loose, without the halo, there would have been low, you know, tens more deaths. Um, and you know, this this is the next phase. How can we make this part safer? And danger is part of motorsport. It, 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 there's always going to be danger going at 200 miles an hour, but it's managing that risk and, and, and preventing, obviously, uh, anything very very serious. On that bombshell, I think we have to call it a day. But like we said at the start of the show, we've got people all over the British Grand Prix this weekend. So it is a very exciting weekend. Make sure you go to www.formulanerds.com where we'll have loads of exclusive quotes and comments from the drivers and all the coverage from the weekend. Abby, thank you very much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. I feel like it's been good just the two of us. Not to say that James and Sam are missed. They are. (laughs) Yes. Sam, by the way, is not here because he's at a Formula E drink 
drinks event. Um, so yeah, you can tell where his priorities lie. Yeah, Formula E drinks on the Wednesday after the British Grand Prix on the Thursday. <laughs> yeah, they're not jealous at all, mate. Not, I swear I'm not. But yes, that's all we've got time for. We will see you for the British Grand Prix race review. But until then, goodbye. You're listening to the Cut to the Race podcast. It's lights out and away we go. Podcast Network.